Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Circle Unofficial Podcast. Today we are joined by still the reigning champion of the Circle, Paddy Smith. Delighted to have him on the show. We didn't get a chance to talk to him last year, so it's been really good. And like, fun fact, Paddy is literally lives just down the road. So if it wasn't for all these restrictions, we probably could have done it in person. I would say if we did it in person, it probably would have involved wine. Also, another fun fact, uh, when I had this chat with Paddy, I was the littlest bit hungover. So there's this thing that actually me and Paddy chatted about before the podcast. And I totally meant to bring it up again during it because I think it's hilarious, but I totally forgot. So we do this thing. There's this TV show here. It's called The Late Late Show. It's a Friday night kind of chat show. Think like Parkinson, um, you know, different kind of guests come on. But once a year, they have the Late Late Toy Show. So it's the same host, same, you know, set and everything. But then it's all about the best toys for the year. It's on at the same time. Like it's on at half nine and it finishes at like half eleven. So it's on super late. And you'll have like different celebrities. You'll have like kids reviewing the um, the toys and saying what they like about it. Obviously, it's live. So something always goes wrong. But anyway, it's a real institution in Ireland. Like everyone uh, like watches it when it comes out and it's real, you know, the start of Christmas. People put up their Christmas decorations in time for it. Um, anyway, long story. But yeah, like everyone sits down on this day to watch this like grown man hang out with kids. The weirdest thing ever. Um, but was watching that on Friday night. It involved a few glasses of wine um, and then had to do the podcast the next day. But it's totally fine because it's a really, really brilliant brilliant interview and I always feel weird about saying it's a brilliant interview because then I feel like I'm complimenting myself and my own interviewing skills but so I always say it was a brilliant chat because like I just feel like it's just a chat and but it is it's a brilliant chat Paddy's really open about that high that you get after winning a reality show and being kind of at the top of the world and then everything that we've all been through over the last few months which is the pandemic plans getting changed, things being cancelled that were meant to go ahead and everyone just spending, you know, a lot more time inside and a lot more solitary. And so we really talk about all that. We talk about, you know, what he's been up to the last year, what he's got coming up in the future. And we just have the crack like to Irish guys would that as we make a joke of towards the end, the Patty and Seamus podcast, it sounds like the most Irish podcast in the world. Nothing that would actually be about the circle. But without further ado, I'm just going to hand it over. We'll be back uh, on Wednesday again this week with the wonderful Katie. Really just fun, bubbly, great fun. I know I said fun twice, but she is. She's just great fun. I love her. So she's coming up on Wednesday and then we have another episode on the Friday with another one of the Circle contestants. Not going to say who that is just yet. I'll announce it on Wednesday. Keep you on your toes, you know. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, it's the Circle on Podcast, or you can email us at the Circle on Podcast at gmail.com. And here he is, the winner of the Circle, Paddy Smith. Paddy, welcome to the Circle Unofficial Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Still the reigning champion of the Circle. Oh my God, yes. The reigning champion. The, un- the, the Undefeated. The one that no one saw coming. The yeah, and, and like it's still going. You're like, I love that the circle's not on this year. I can still say I'm still the winner. Yeah. Not still giving back cr- that crown. Still hold the crown, bitch. <laughs> so, the, the, cra- feel- the crown, like uh, Lisa Vanderpump says, the crown is heavy, darling. Leave it where it is. 
It's nice. never coming off. <laughs> You're just going to be like standing outside that apartment building in Manchester and be like, no. Yeah, like, I'm like, happening. no, no, Horn, no, no Horn. It's still going to be me forever. So does Imagine. it feel like it's been a year? How has that like the last year gone? Yeah, I mean, the last year, it's been crazy for everyone. You well, know? well, yeah. Well. Um, like obviously, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but, you know, it's been up and down. Honestly, um, I had a lot of things in the pipeline at the beginning of the year. And because of the pandemic, they actually got put aside. Yeah. And um, so that was quite hard to deal with. Uh, and then just a lot of stuff happened. Obviously, like being in the pandemic itself, life just changed. So coming off the back of the, back of the show, uh, it was very hard to adjust. It was like, you know, I was on such a high and then everything just crashed. And then I went to such a low, which was bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I struggled with my mental health for like a few months after it uh, and stuff like that. It kind of had imposter syndrome. Like I didn't feel like I deserved to win almost um, because uh, things I had in the pipeline didn't come true because of the pandemic and one sense and other things happened. Uh, I felt like, oh my God, I didn't deserve to win. Do you get me? So but did you really... blame yourself for those things being cancelled almost instead yeah. of like seeing the bigger picture of like exactly, exactly. yeah exactly like so when i went to i went to therapy for a while um and don't worry this isn't all doom and gloom i mean oh, I, yeah, no, totally. I, was, um, I think it's so important especially during the month if nobody can see but i'm sporting the worst massage but especially during <laughs> november like it's it's important to, yeah. know, to talk about these yeah. things so um then i went to see counseling and stuff and i really blamed myself i realized um and because of maybe the hate I got online and stuff um, and the way I won in terms of like I was seen as the lovable villain do you get me because yeah. I won with the circle of trust um, and like just that whole scenario I really kind of and then with the pandemic on top of that I couldn't see my family I was in my apartment on my own I had a documentary coming out that got cancelled you know a lot of things went down and I'm like oh my god I'm just not good enough do you get yeah. me um, and I and I really kind of fell into imposter syndrome, which was the therapist call it, like blaming everything. I felt like everything was my fault, like I wasn't deserving of anything because everything in my head, even though I won, I felt like I failed to get me, which is bizarre. Totally. And, yeah. you know, going back actually to the kind of reaction online, how did that feel kind of coming out to that? Uh, it was insane like obviously geez like i got a lot of love as well like oh, yes. i was i was very polarizing to get me there was no one in between i was mm. either loved or you hated me <laughs> uh, my life. yeah yeah literally um and that's fine i mean that's just and i have to come to terms with that's okay like at least i got a reaction mm. uh and like for, like such human nature to always look at the negative and mm. i think that what I realized from going to therapy is that when I won the show, what happened to me is I thought winning the show would like people, people would love me yeah. then. And like, because of this, of the way the show is, you know, like it's not a really about public opinion because the show is really about, can you like make the people inside the show like, think you're the winner do you get me because yeah. they're the and ones that's all that matters yeah yeah so i think in my head when i came out i thought like oh my god what have i done wrong where i should have been like i played a good game do you get so, me like 
but I think people get so confused, even some of the contestants, but definitely the audience, like, yeah. it is a game. Like, yeah. it, people are paying catfishes to win. That's the aim of it. Like, you know, I know the hate I for know. James as well. I'm like, he's playing like the best game ever. Like, it's so, TV. Yeah, and the whole thing was, is like, the whole premise of the show is to deceive and yeah. to show people that your online persona isn't essentially the person that you are. And can you win with your online persona? Do you get me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like and like like like, and that's why I want to, like Jesus, like the, the the show gave me a lot, and I got a lot of opportunity from it. But it wasn't all like rainbows and smiles. Do you get me? It was a very roller coaster ride, and the pandemic really had a part to play in that as well. Like I really had to reflect because what actually happened is I felt like I wasn't a good person, even though I won the show. Do you get me? which is yeah. bizarre. I know, I only can look back now after therapy, going to therapy after it. Um, but also, I think it's so difficult because people see the edited version of The Circle. So like, yeah. you know, the way it's edited, it's edited as a TV show. So it's meant to be exactly. as entertaining as possible. So like the hate actually probably isn't really directed at you, but it's directed yeah. at this persona that's been shown of you. It's exactly. like, it's almost yeah. like a different person. It is. And look, like, the thing about it is that's a part of me. Do you get me? Like they didn't lie in the editing, like about kind of like I said things and I did things. Obviously, like the show is a great show, and I'm not bashing the show. I think it's oh, a great course, show. Yeah. Uh, but you know, people only see a certain side of you, and they do a lot of you know, and they obviously want a good show. Mm-hmm. So like for them, they want entertainment. And me, Georgina, and James together, we're a good kind of like trio because we yeah. would like bounce off each other and then we could we could, so it was and we could go against Tim Mella and Woody. So like for them it must have been a gold mine. <laughs> oh I'd say they were like high fiving in this in like the editing room being like the dream. Well you know what now I look back and I'm so happy of the experience and I wouldn't have changed the thing. I mean I'm best friends with James still. Um I talked to Georgina like a bit. Uh so like I wouldn't have changed the thing. Like, we're, we're, I'm I like, you know, I did what I did and I won the show. And like, I just had to really come to terms with this, with therapy. And the reason I want to get this out is because I think when people go on a reality show, people out in the public think they have this perception of everything's amazing and everything is going to like, you know, they must live such an amazing life. And oh my God, imagine having that money. And what happened was I, I didn't even care about the money. All I was like, I went into like a, like a spiral of depression after, which is insane. But I went to therapy, so all is good. And um, it just took me a while to come to terms with that, which is weird. And I think like, well done for going and getting that help. Cause you know, and it's something that Tim brought up and um, Jan as well was just that, you know, there's been what, like 30 deaths or something from reality shows in the last year across the world. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't hold me to the start. It came from one of them. Yeah. Um, and that, like, you know, how serious it is, you know, because you're, you're, being, you're being brought up on such a high, but then obviously yeah. the show's over and then it's like how to kind of keep that going. And, you know, it's so tough for reality show contestants. Yeah, yeah. And look, and it's great fun. Like, it has its ups and downs. Um, and I'm not here to blame anyone or blame anything. But all I'm saying is, like if you do feel like that, get help because it, it does really help you clear your head and look at things from a new perspective because sometimes you get tunnel vision with your own perspective, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that 
when someone can kind of give you an aerial aerial view of everything, it kind of puts everything into perspective. Like I wasn't looking at everything that I was getting. Do you get me? Yeah. Like I was just looking at like how how bad I felt after it, and people were thinking that I should have been feeling so good. Do you get me? Yeah. Which is weird. And I think you know, for me, when the pandemic came, like I also live alone, and it's yeah, you know, it's it's that anxiety because you're constantly looking at the news and like it's this experience yeah. that none of us have gone through. So even without having the stress of losing out on work and jobs, yeah. there's just that stress that we all kind of felt. Like it, it's, yeah, it was, it's been a weird, weird year. Really weird year. And like, I couldn't really, obviously with my family and stuff, I could like talk to them on the phone, but it's not the same. You know, yeah. it's not the same as vis- physically being able to see them. Um, and I just kind of like, you just kind of, I lost myself. I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I had left my job to kind of work on these pr- projects that came to fruition. They didn't, then they kind of stopped. Then I was left with no job and like kind of wondering what I want to do next. Do you get me? It was just a really weird situation with all this mm. money. And I was like, what is going on? I'm stuck in my apartment with all this money. Like I have no projects coming true. Like this is insane. And sorry, when uh, you picture when you said I'm stuck in this part with all the money, I just imagine you taking it all out in like ten euro notes, and yeah. just sitting there at it, be like, I just don't know what to do. I, I don't yeah, know. oh god, first world problems. <laughs> like I'm there with my luxurious fur, um, but then like I had to just kind of get my arts and gear, and I've done a, I've I've done great. Like, uh, you know, I work working with Attitude Magazine and Kiehl's yes. Care. Congrats on that. The Kiehl's campaign yeah. is amazing. Yeah, so that's really exciting to get, like, just for differently abled people to see that they have a place in the skincare arena, you know? Mm. And in that beauty doesn't have to be kind of what we perceive as beautiful. It's what, like, you know, anything can be beautiful. I think there's a market and, like, an appetite to see a different type of beauty. And I think that's really important for people growing up who are differently abled or anything that's different, you know, and they don't fit into the ideal of what we think beautiful is. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. And um, I'm actually doing a lot of talks with like companies on like how to work with different people within the workplace because there's such a weird stigma around, you know, how do I speak to them? You know, how yes. do I discipline them? you know, can they do the job that an abled person can do? And it's just, it's, it's like ignorant, it's like innocent ignorance in terms of like, they just don't really understand. So I'm working with like companies like Zendesk and uh, like, uh, like Dan and Cork, or he never Cork, uh, for Cork uh, University, just kind of helping them get an understanding and kind of building that bridge, which is something that I'd love to do. So uh, and yeah, I'm hoping to write a book as well. So I'm in like talks of publishing houses. So that would be fun. If that, yeah, if that comes to fruition. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been an up and down rocky year, but it's been yeah. great. And I just in, think yeah, you need to just start looking at you know okay, they're gone. What else can I do now? Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just while we're like on the subject, I'd say when you're talking. Uh, about like differently able and that representation in media yeah like for you to win a reality show of that and a reality show essentially about being popular i yeah. think like so many people must have been watching that that could relate to that and wouldn't have, wouldn't have ever have seen something like this before i the know messages, and i'd say the support that you got 
from that side must have been incredible. Oh, incredible. I mean, I had like parents like getting in touch with me, telling me that they hope their kid is like me and stuff. And you gave them hope. Like they're, they've just been uh, diagnosed with a disability or a condition. Uh, and that's, you know, looking at you kind of gives them hope for what they think their child will be able to do, which is amazing. You know, yeah. like it shows them that life isn't over. You know, they can live a normal life, which is, and what is normal really? But all they want to do is kind of like trailblaze that kind of narrative forward that your life doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Do you get me? Yeah. Because it's, of something. Yeah. It's amazing. Like you are a role model. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, um, thank you. I'm a mistaken one. I don't, I don't, I didn't go out to do it, but. But that's what like, a role model yeah. should be. Like if you go out to be a role model, like, like, like yeah. that, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's people that just go out and they just do what they believe in and they just live their lives. And that should inspire mm. other people by just doing good stuff, not doing good stuff to be a role model. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, you. So anyway, going back to the circle. So yeah. obviously you were one of the later ones to come in. What was yeah. like, what were you doing for that kind of like period? Um, so just that, yeah, that period you have like, you're just, a, you're with the chaperone essentially. And you're in, a, you're in a, an apartment or whatever they put you in and they are with you for the time until you go in. Do you get me? So yeah. Like, I couldn't watch TV if they went to the shop or anything because I would have been able to see. Yeah, who was like, the catfish or who was yeah, the, yeah, so they, they had to take the remote and stuff. So I got, and I had no phone, no wallet, no money. So, yeah, it was, like, it was actually a really fun experience. But it was actually really scary as well to rely so much on someone. Yeah. Like, I, they could have, like, obviously nothing, like, that this didn't happen, but they could have starved me if they didn't, like, you know, I had no money. <laughs> I had no mode of anything. But imagine if it wasn't even real, like you weren't, like, do you, would you start thinking, what about if I'm actually not on the TV show and these yeah, people have just kidnapped me? Exactly. Or, like, imagine, like, I kept imagining, because you know when it's, you, like, I had an idea that it was on, do you get me? Because you kind of know the date that it's on, and especially, like, but I was like, imagine that I don't get on, and I'm just in this random, I'm random apartment, just for a little holiday. That's well, like, isn't there where there's sometimes where like you know you got to vote between the two? Yeah, you know, I know. Like so, you you just be like hanging out in the apartment, like oh my god, I can't wait, and then they're like, yeah. okay, you're gonna go home you, now. But I know, I was... like the one for Ella, he just went home. Didn't oh, Ella yeah. get voted in? So like, <laughs> wasn't there somebody with Jan as well? I think they yeah, to vote Jan. Two. I know. Yeah, Red Egg. He was gorgeous. Oh my god, great memory. I like literally, yeah. and I've been saying this all week, like you know. So I talked to like Tim Brooke and um, Jan last week. Um, but like they'll make references to the show. And I used to do like a nightly podcast after it. I can't remember yeah. anything. I'm like, I don't even remember that. Oh, uh, well, that's because like, I wouldn't expect you to remember. We were in the show. Yeah, so it would, it would be bad if we forgot the contestants that we were <laughs> in with. But for you, it's different. Um, and so you've obviously watched it since you've come out. I did. Me, me and James watched it together. Bless, cute. I can yeah. just imagine the two of you on the couch. <laughs> yeah, the bromance. Um, yeah, we watched it together. It was good. Some people don't watch it. Some people do. And I, I wanted to watch it to understand people's like perception and reaction, and just to have an idea of myself. Do you get yeah. me? 
And I want to know, because like, obviously after the show, you know, you all kind of hung out and you had nights out yeah. and stuff. Like, I want to know if one of you said shit about me. Like, I just I know. Like, I want to know about it. I know, I know. Like, who was being a shady bitch? We need to know. So I need to be aware yeah. that it's, it's not all like rainbow kumbaya, you know? No more nicey-nicey. <laughs> no more nicey-nicey. Um, and it's, so you still like see James quite a lot. Sorry, his body is looking unreal. I know, I know. So much I mean, work. It's, it's, it just put, I'm never getting in a topless picture ever, ever, ever with him. Oh, um, I would not stand nowhere near him. No, no, I'd look like Earthworm Jim. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> oh my God, remember but, him? What a weird cartoon. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, he's great. He's doing really well at the minute. Uh, and his bod's looking well as well. But like for me, I find it weird to like, I don't like giving him compliments like that because like, I feel like he's like my brother. I'm like, go away, James. Like, I know yeah. that you know you have a good body. Like, <laughs> Stop I talking need, about this. I don't need to be telling you that you have a good bod. <laughs> but it was like on the show and it was like, okay, like you're topless again. Okay, James. Like, we yeah, got, you've got a great body. We all feel we, shit about ourselves. Yeah. Oh, you're so warm in the apartment. Put it like, like, Dousing himself in oil before probably, probably <laughs> cameras come on. <laughs> like sitting there, like shh, oil everywhere, slipping on the ground. Oh no, but he's great. I love him. He's so much fun. He's so nice. Uh, so yeah. obviously, I started the podcast um, like as soon as the circle, because I'd watched the first season, loved it, realized there was no uh, circle podcast, and so started it on. Yeah. Um, so then obviously like we're doing it every day and then there's like this Irish guy and I was like, oh my God. And then it was you. Um, <laughs> That's so, mad. Like, Cause like, I'm, I don't think we've ever like properly met, but like, yeah. so I used to, I work in like PR, so would be in Dublin. So kind of be at events you'd be kind of at and stuff. Yeah. But it was yeah. so mad to be like, oh my God, I know that guy of this like UK <laughs> podcast. And yeah, it was just mad. Yeah, it was, it is mad. I mean, I kind of forget sometimes this happens. Do you know what I mean? Because so many, so much stuff has happened since then that I sometimes forget. I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I actually won the circle. Like, like, I sometimes forget that that happens, which is bizarre. Yeah, like and, it's a huge, like, like, yeah, Channel Four. It's like massive. Channel, I know, I know, and um, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience, and like, it's something that I'll have for the rest of my life, and you know. For an Irish person to win as well is great, uh, you know. We do really well. You know, even know. if you look back, like, you know, there was like Higgins. Big Brother, we always, like, the Irish person always does really well in, like, yeah. reality TV. Brian Dowling. Brian Dowling, Queen. Anna. I remember Anna. Oh, yeah. I think she works Anna, in Coco Television now. <laughs> what? I think, she works in, I think she works in television now, like Coco. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> didn't, she didn't do that like one of those RTE daytime TV shows yeah and they were all killing each other like uh, blonde any coffee and some other one literally uh and then Ray was it Ray remember he he works he oh with the, the bald head he's like a <laughs> yeah. DJ now or something <laughs> I wonder does everyone else remember the Irish ones or is it just because we're Irish is it we're just like, for they're, Irish like they're so memorable yeah. like everyone else but, would not have a clue no, they're like uh, Maura Higgins. That's all I know. Oh, quote on Maura. She's the queen. Um, uh, so for somebody going in to do reality shows, or like let's yeah. say somebody is applied to be on The Circle, what advice would you give them? I would say my advice is to not expect anything. 
So go in with the game plan. And if you're a late player, uh, go in not wanting to step on anyone's toes. You have to kind of tread carefully if you're a mm. late player and be funny and likable, but come across like you're not trying to like overpower the already dynamic that's there. Because the, the biggest thing is their dynamic is one of the strongest ones. They're the originals. Mm. They'll always think that. Um, so I think going in, have a narrative as well of kind of what you want to get across and why you want to do it. Because that's going to be your story and it's going to be why they want you in it. Like have a strong kind of identity about what you, why you want to do the show. Should you get me? That's so, so important. I think people are like, I'm going to go in and be really friendly. Like, like no. a thousand people can say that exact same sentence. Yeah. What makes you different from everyone else? Exactly. And what, like, they all said, they love a bit of controversy, don't they? So they, they're like, if, if you have the balls to say, I will go against people and win the show. And, you know, like I said, I'll use my disability to win the show. I mean, you know, on the surface, that seems bad. But what I meant by that was, I'm going to use my weakness that people perceive as weakness as my biggest strength. Yeah. Do you get me? To win. So, and so come across with a narrative that people are like, oh, that's different. That's controversial. That's, you know, I haven't seen that before. Mm. Because everyone is saying I'm mad, I'm crazy, I'm this, I'm that. We all say the same thing. And like one of the worst things, like what's the three words to describe yourself? And no one can describe themselves in three words. And everyone says the same three words, you know? Mm-hmm. It probably gets boring for the producer. Oh, like, oh Jesus. You know, yeah. you, you need that thing that'll help you stick out and then use that to win. And especially yeah. for you, you know, saying you got a disability, like nobody being a catfish is ever going to say that because like, know. you know, they get killed when they come <laughs> out. So essentially you're like, I'm real. So imagine, imagine I was a catfish. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been like, um, who was that? Mary Magdalene. Is that the thing where she was stoned or something? Oh my God. Yeah, you would be like there would be people outside picketing. Like, you, like I actually, like obviously channel four and um, Lambert would never let that happen. No, like, no. You know, that person would definitely would have to move. That'd so. be the funniest thing. It I'd would be hilarious. Be like, guess what? It's a lie. Yeah, at the dinner. Like, hey guys, <laughs> doing a Fred doing a Fred Astaire dance. <laughs> Got you all. Yeah. Like, thanks for the money, bitches. Bye. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so obviously, well, if rumors are to be believed, there is the circle's already been shot. Um and filmed and finished kind of like the Netflix style. And then there's the celebrity yeah. one. What do you, have you seen the rumor, Glyna? I have just seen, I have seen the rumor, uh, but obviously I don't know. Um, they might've shot it already, they might not, I don't know. Like, I, I, like they wouldn't be telling me. You know? No. It's exciting. Uh, it's exciting. And who would be your like dream celeb contestant? Uh, Gemma Collins. Oh my God, this is the one who I've been saying to, the dream, the GC. Is, she is the dream reality contestant. I mean, she's claustrophobic, Paddy. Yeah, yeah, she would I'd die in that apartment <laughs> and it would be amazing to sit there. Or Tiffany, do you remember Tiffany Pollard? Yeah, yeah, Darren's she'd dead. be great as well. Oh my god, I, mean, I, dead, I, I, watched that, I watched that last night. I watched and, that like, uh, on the regular, it just cheers dang. me off. I'm like, Quan David's dead again. I just love I know it. it's amazing. Like, 
like my boyfriend doesn't actually get the like I'm there laughing and he's like yeah it's funny like but we've watched it I'm like <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's funny we watched it again I'm like that's one of the iconic moments of reality television I don't think you're comprehending what ha- what actually happened I'm like, I'm explaining it to him all the time I'm like this means she thought it was David Guest but it was David Bowie. <laughs> I don't think you're getting he's in the other room. Do you understand? She's like, yeah, I get it. And like, she's like, she's dying of cancer in the diary room. <laughs> like, oh, just drop dead. Yeah. It's just the best. Oh, let's bring them both into the next uh, season of oh The God, Circle Celebrity, please. Yeah. Amazing. So, those two, 100%. Over lockdown, there's obviously been a lot of uh, stuff to do not a lot of stuff like i mean stuff to watch more like yeah so is there any because like the circle for me is like binge worthy so you know yeah. if somebody hasn't watched it it's re- go back and watch it and like the player what have you what been kind of binging on over lockdown the real housewives of beverly hills i still haven't got into it like i haven't uh, watched anyone's but i can know if i watch one then i'll watch them all and i think it's a big commitment honestly it's the be- i watched 10 seasons Oh my God. I started <laughs> in two days. No, I'm joking. I, I just didn't sleep. It's the best show ever. And if you love reality TV, and I'm, I'm guessing you do, um, like this is going to give you so much content. And oh, it's just, I'd like hook it to my veins, honestly, like an IV drip. That's what I want. Oh, yeah, um, I feel like like at the, just some weekend, I'm um, just nothing to do. I'm just going to binge through it. I mean, there's Kim Richards, which in her own right, Kim Richards, you know, uh, Paris Hilton's auntie. Oh, yes. And, and she's an absolute hot mess train wreck. Like, she's like going, like, she's going through drug problems and all on the show. And it's just like madness to watch. Uh, yeah. Her in herself is amazing. And then there's Gigi Haddad's mother. Oh, yes. She's kind of good as well. And then there's Lisa Renna, uh, who, oh, my God, she's iconic. She goes like out I, Harry I feel Hammond. like I pretty much watch it from, like, all the memes and shit people share online. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who all these people are. I've just never sat through an episode. Oh, no, you'd love it, honestly. And there's Denise Richards is in the last Oh, season. I love Denise. And that is... Like, that is an iconic moment, what happens to her. Like, she just, yeah, honestly. It's okay, amazing. You should watch it. You have to watch it. But um, I feel like I'm on, like, a Real Housewives podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's, like, literally just change it to the real Because <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm such yeah, a good I'm, host. Yeah. Have we twisted this thread? I'm like, and then Seamus, tell me about this. <laughs> Uh, um, and then like any fun recipes that you've tried over lockdown I know the banana bread seems to have been the, the big winner I'm going to be completely honest um, I've just literally become a delivery fanatic which for English listeners it's like just East they have delivery over right. there oh do they? yeah <laughs> I, I thought it was an Irish thing no no they have delivery <laughs> oh sorry I apologise um, yeah I've just become a delivery fanatic and sometimes I honestly I just like order. so bad lately because it's like oh well like I'm not spending money going to the pole exactly. or like I'm not going out to like the restaurants and like say eat out a whole lot so I'm like yeah. I'm going to treat myself to get a takeaway but treating myself oh, like I treat myself every week like you know well, you deserve it Patty we all deserve treats it's a I pandemic <laughs> and then suddenly when I'm on when I feel bad I go onto the healthy you know the healthy tab <laughs> yeah 
look for a healthy dish. <laughs> so you get like one just thrown in every now and again. I'll do the same. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just get some sushi. But then like every other time it's pizza and burgers always. <laughs> like if it's really, not broken. If it's not broken. I really, over the pandemic, I've really got into my writing. So I've done, I, instead of cooking or anything like that, I haven't cooked anything. I hate cooking. It doesn't give me solace or relaxation. Like, I... It's just I'm stress. Just, it's just stress, and I'm not great. I once burnt a pot noodle. I mean, this is this is the caliber of what you're dealing with. <laughs> thank God yeah. you live in the city, like. Oh yeah, thank God. Um, so I like to see the cleaning, while my while other people, I'll let them cook and I will clean up, or you know, I think it's a good compromise. Uh, but I've I've really focused on writing, so I've done like creative writing class. Amazing. And um. Really, really working on writing because I, I, I really, uh, I really enjoy it, and it's something that it's like a newfound love that I found over the pandemic. How much I like to put my thoughts on paper, which sounds very narcissistic, but it's very, um, kind of refreshing and kind of therapeutic. One hundred percent. I think getting stuff down on paper, even just the process of writing it, that in itself almost gets stuff out. Like yeah. Yeah, I think there's something like so therapeutic. It loves us sometimes. Even like if there's something like on my mind, I'll kind of like write it down. <laughs> like it'll help me make a bit more sense of it. Or if I have some big decisions to make, yeah, I'll kind of you're write like, down. You're like, you're like you're like cock. cock. <laughs> <laughs> What's my plan for the weekend? <laughs> <Cock>. <laughs> That's just what my whole list is. God, I hope this is the PG podcast. <laughs> oh no, like literally, you can just say whatever you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been really nice. Uh, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. So hopefully something will come of it. When this autobiography comes out, it'll be well worth it. Yeah. Uh, the different able to hot mess. The, oh, I, <laughs> I like it. It has, it's like it really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, you know. I can just imagine myself <laughs> going into the shop be like, hi there, um, do you have the different, <laughs> differently able to hot mess, please? Yeah. So, did you just call off. me a hot mess? Yeah. No, no, no the bulk. <laughs> That really good book. Uh, oh my god. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm gonna let you go. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. And great speaking with you. And hopefully thank I'll see you at an event soon. Sure, look, we'll be out and about. Uh, hopefully safe, soon. On the um, scene. Keeping the fingers. Oh my god, I actually can't wait. So the George is like this gay barn uh in Dublin. And like wouldn't have gone to it very much. Like yeah. it's it's good fun. Like I would have went when I'm drunk. Yeah, I'm drunk. like when you're drunk. But like now that I can't go and I haven't been since March, I'm just dying to get up and just have a little dance, oh like get God. really drunk, laugh at some of the queens, like yeah. have a random chat with some girl out in the smoking area and tell her she's the most beautiful girl in the world. Um, of course. I think that's all I want. And then tell people you're going to go for lunch with them tomorrow, even though you've met them like for a few hours. Let's go for lunch tomorrow. Yeah, let's, let's do lunch. like a little hungover lunch. <laughs> and then go to like Gay's Bar. So there's this like yeah. shop. At the that corner. never closes. Never closes. Get like a little roll and like hop on home. Delight it with life. It's all I want. I, I miss the drag queen performances as well, I have to say. I really miss the queens. And I like, because yeah. they've started doing, yeah. here they've started doing digital shows. So they have like yeah. one every Thursday, every Thursday, every now and again. Yeah. So like, I watched a few of them on my own at the start of lockdown, getting absolutely hammered and like I mean, dying the next day. And I'm like, I've had a great night <laughs> on my own. It's the only way, Seamus. Like, like if you can't hang out with yourself, who can you hang out with? Honestly, I've just realised how Irish our names are, Seamus and Patty. 
the Seamus and Paddy uh, podcast. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Seamus and Paddy podcast. We're here to talk about the fields. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're like, um, what's that show with, uh, what's that film with Emily Blunt coming out? <laughs> oh, there's something Mountain Time. Time or something. <laughs> Oh, which is that. such a bad representation of Irish culture. <laughs> Jeremy Dornan, who is Irish, can't even do an Irish accent. Like, my expectations for this movie are so low. But I think it's because it's getting such bad press that people are going to watch it. <laughs> they just want to see it, it for how bad it is. I mean, Americans will laugh it up. It's just, it's going to make, oh. it's going to make the Irish look so backwards. We're like, and then we are with our sheep. But we all walk around with dirty faces because we're out in yeah. the fields. No, like, why would we have dirt in our faces? Like, like you're not head put in the ground. Uh, we don't do anything for this. We're, we're shameless and paddy. I mean, you know, we're kind of feeding into that narrative of what people... <laughs> totally. Well, join us next time on the Shameless and Paddy podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. I don't know why I waved there because you can't see me. I'm like, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>